Welcome to the Easy Does It Recovery Podcast. This is Mary Morgan. Hi, everybody. I'll be your host today. I'm here with my handsome husband, David. Hi, David. Hey, Mary. Hi. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Um, now, I know you're hosting, but would you mind if I if I open up this podcast with Please, a, yes. a, a quick prayer? Um, and this is the long version of the serenity prayer. God... Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, now as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right, if I surrender to his will, that I may reasonably be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Amen. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, I read that um, because, um, you know, we, we all need a little hope in the world right now. You know, uh, my recovery tells me to... Uh, you know, to, to focus on, on uh, what's going on with me and to stay away uh, from, you know, I, I can't solve the problems of the world. But, you know, uh, what's going on in the world has caused a lot of stress for a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, when I, when I look at the videos, I, I, I say to myself, man, the, this country's falling apart, you know. Mm -hmm. um, what can I do? Well, I, I need to... Uh, I need to find myself looking for, uh, you know, guidance through, you know, a power greater than myself, my higher power, which I call God. Anyway, so, um, okay, okay, it's your show. So, uh, yeah, it's what okay. Do, yeah, we just, we just wanted to start off with a prayer because, like Dave said, with everything going on in the world, um, COVID-19, riots, uh, you know, George Floyd, George Floyd riots, we have been, we were glued to the computer uh, over COVID, checking every day the cases and reading stories. But this, r the riots have been uh, stressful, overwhelming. overwhelming. It's been stressful to watch. It's been going on for a while now. Um, it does seem to be letting up a little bit, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, just because it's happening less doesn't make it any more uh, less serious because things like this seem to escalate quickly. Um, so, yeah, um, there's think, been a lot uh, been going on. I think, um, you know, my program tells me that I cannot solve the problems of the world. I know it's existing, but, you know, I got to stay away from the news. Stay away from social media for now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't want and I don't like getting caught up with the violence so with that I think it's time uh you know for us for this channel let's uh let's let it go for now okay okay yeah. very good so what did you have for us today well um right now I'm going first of all thank you for everybody that's been listening we've been getting views and we really appreciate that we hope that we are um reaching out and helping people with this podcast and um Today, we're going to um, focus on hope, and I'm going to start by reading a today's reading out of the uh, Daily Reflections. Very good. Yeah, the Daily Reflections. I, 
Okay. I enjoy these yeah. these readings. Go ahead. So this is for June 7th out of the Daily Reflections. It's called Long-Term Hope. Since most of us are born with an abundance of natural desires, it isn't strange that we often let these far exceed their intended purpose. When they drive us blindly or we willfully demand that they supply us with more satisfactions or pleasures than are possible or due to us, that is the point at which we depart from the degree of perfection that God wishes for us here on earth. That is the measure of our character defects or, if you wish, our sins. Uh, that's from 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. Then it says, This is where long-term hope is born and perspective is gained, both of the nature of my illness and the path of my recovery. The beauty of AA lies in knowing that my life, with God's help, will improve. The AA journey becomes richer. The understanding becomes truth. The dreams become realities. And to, to, today becomes forever. As I step into the AA light, my heart fills with the presence of God. And that is from the Daily Reflections. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like so, that. So, yeah, hope is really important in recovery. It's so important. Yeah, hope is uh, the one of the principles of the 12 steps from step two. Um, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. And uh, that's a very important step. Uh, Well, for me, it was, uh, you know, uh, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore us to sanity. Um, What was the sanity, the insanity? I I, uh, had a hard time grasping. uh, I didn't think I was insane. Um, But, you know, uh, it was my sponsor that taught me that, you know, uh, he gave me a definition of insanity you know, doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results every time. And um, I said, well, I didn't do that. He, well, well, think about your drinking, he said. And I, and, and I thought about it, and he asked me, he goes, uh, did you have a time when, uh, you know, you'd go to a bar or go out drinking, and, uh, you know, it was going to be different this time, and did you wake up the next morning from a blackout saying, oh, my God, I did it again? Mm-hmm. And when yeah. he said that, I said, gee, uh, you must have lived just like I did, you know. So that was the insanity. I I could relate to to that question. I I, I really could, um, but it really took me a power greater than myself to restore me from that. And that power was actually, um, you know, as it's outlined in the big book, you know, I the power greater than myself were the the folks, you know, in the rooms in recovery, yeah. um, you know, sharing the message. You know, it was there that, you know, that uh, I learned that God talks through people. Um, you know, hearing the message in a room and, and, and relating to it and taking something from it, you know, that was a power greater than myself and it kept me from drinking one day at a time. So that was good. That was good. Step two was important, um, you know, and learning to turn my will over to the care of God and, uh, you know, so that I could have a better way to live, you know. So, you know, I started that journey of... Uh, learning the the design of good living good clean mm, living yeah you know so but anyway you know i um i want you to talk to you about this guy um his name is harry he the cabbie uh he's <laughs> a he's a cab driver uber driver if you will um and you know he's i, I want you just to introduce you to introduce our listeners to him um but even though he won't be on the show today, uh, it looks like we're going to have him next week. Uh, but he's a um, he's an Uber driver, 
Uh, he calls himself a cabbie. Um, he calls himself Harry. And, uh, you know, he's got some great stories, you know, of all the the rides he gets, the people he, he interacts with every day. Um, and he was telling me a lot of the stories. He picks up people, and they give him all his opinions about what's going on in the world today, you know, and uh, great things. They, they have great conversations. And so I said, wow, um, you know, uh, would you like to be on our show? And uh, he said, yeah, but, you know, we're, we're trying to schedule a time when we can get Harry onto the show. We also, I think we were going to have uh, Frankie and Val. Yeah. Or Val and Frank. Frankie and Val. Frankie and Val, yeah. Val and Frankie. Mm-hmm. They're two vegan couples. Two vegan people, a couple. They're a couple. Vegan two couple, vegan. yeah. Yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to slide them into the show uh, a little bit afterwards, but... Um, so, you know, step two and, you know, finding hope, especially in which today I'm a little disturbed still. I got to be honest about what's going on in the world. Um, and, you know, it's 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 killing me to watch these videos on social media. And, and I and just a moment ago, I, I suggested that that's not a good idea to watch these these news. But, you know, I still do. And um uh, you know, I formed my own opinion, and it's hard to form an opinion when you're watching it from two different sides and, and all these different opinions, the political view, the uh, the protesters' view, the, um, you know, all these different reasons why, and they blame it on, you know, uh, politicians. Um, so it's, it's, all, it's, it's totally chaotic. It's chaotic, and uh, it's, it's, it's brewing through my blood. I can't stand it, and, uh, you know, so... So I'm looking to God to find the hope that, you know, that, and, and, and I have faith that we're going to be okay through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when I say we, I mean, you know, really here in our studio, myself and Mary, and that, you know, we're going to, we're weathering this storm in a sense. You know, we, we've had, you know, we, we have, we, we live in a city, but it's not a big city. And uh, we've, we've had our share of peaceful protest and we kind of avoided them and, you know, I don't want to partake in in in, in any of the chaos. Um, I understand its point, and uh, you know, I really do. I understand the point that needs to be made. Um, I also think that also that you know, um, it's gone a little far. I yeah, think gone too far. You know, um, I'm sick of it. I'm I'm sick of hearing about it. Um, it's made a lot of people angry. It's, it, I, I don't see me personally. I'm, I'm not seeing the, the, any kind of unification. I'm not seeing anything changing. It's not going to change overnight, whatever needs to be changed. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's sickening and I'm, I'm getting disgusted and, um, I don't want to make this show about it. But that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening is in, in you know it's coming out of my heart that uh, you know what I feel about it, um, and it's it's not that great, you know. But you know what, um, my sobriety tells me that I need to help other people, you know. So um, and you know this podcast, uh, you know, for our listeners, if it helps other people, then you know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, and 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 I mean that, and you know, helping other people by saying yes, there's hope. 
by saying that, you know, uh, focusing on your recovery, if you're in recovery, um, and speak to another alcoholic or addict, you know, uh, speak to other people about what's going on in your life. Um, I, I, um, I particularly, you know, I'll say it again, I'm kind of disgusted. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a different generation. Well, actually, when I was a kid, there were demonstrations and protests going on every day, you know, because of the Vietnam War, you know, and, and also the civil rights of the 1960s. But that goes a little bit too far for me. Um, I remember mostly all the, the protests uh, on the Vietnam, regarding the Vietnam War and trying to stop the war. Um, and I was sharing that with Mary. We used to have it on TV every night, you know, um, so, you know, I look at that and I go, yeah, the, the world's changed, but, you know, it's going back uh, to certain things. Things need to be changed in this country or, or do they? Um, do we need a new president? You know, um, w w what's the answer? You know, I don't have the answer and social media is full of opinions. I watch different newscasters uh, from, from different sides and they have their opinions too. And, and I'm like, well, this guy sounds good. And so I listened to another news anchor, and I'm like, well, he sounds good, but they're, they're, they oppose each other. And, and, and you know, it, it, it becomes really confusing. You know, um, I'm one to believe that, you know, uh, you know, you know, I'd love for us to have world peace one day. Right. You know, uh, that yeah. people, people should be getting along with each other. You know, um, I also, you know, here's a, a nice little exercise. You know, go on YouTube and do a search for the space station. Because the space station... That is, that's big news. If there wasn't all these other things going on, that would have been the major, well, most major news story for the month. Well, yeah, we just launched a, a, um, a U.S. mission from SpaceX and NASA. Um, the two astronauts who went to the space station um, that orbits the Earth. Um, but what I was getting to about the space station, Google the space station on YouTube because it shows video of the Earth, them orbiting the Earth. And the first time I, I looked at it, I was fascinated because, because the Earth is this beautiful blue planet and, and, and there's so much territory, there's so much land and there's so much water and there's a lot of beauty when you look at the earth from above and there's actually more than just the blue planet there were there were colors um as the space station orbits the earth and uh i encourage people to just look at this video and to realize you know we're just a little matter on this big planet and it seems as though we're always at war with each other we're always at war with each other since the beginning of man. We're fighting and we're killing each other. You know, um, there's, 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 and, and it's, and it's ridiculous. You, you, you know, the people of this planet need to change the perspective and look at the planet and see there's so much space on there for all of us to live. Yeah. It's time we start living in a little harmony. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that's going to change. Um, back to hope, though. Yeah, back to hope. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Mary. Okay, is it my turn? Sure. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, uh, as far as hope goes, you gotta you really have to have some of it when you start this program. You kind of have to have it before you start it. Willingness, maybe. Too. That's right to get it, get yourself into a meeting. You know, your very first meeting can be. You know, like I remember when I first I called down to uh, intergroup. I was given an ultimatum by my family that I had to go to meetings or uh, leave. I can't tell you. Uh, well, yeah, I can tell you. There's Wait, Mary, I got a question. Okay, why would someone want to go to a meeting? Why would someone need to go to a meeting? Why were you given the ultimatum? Go ahead and explain that. <clears throat> because... It's simple. Yeah, well, because I needed help. I needed to quit drinking. That's it. I needed... I needed, needed put down needed, the drink. needed is keyword there. Your life was unmanageable. Needed. Wanting a desire to to quit drinking, I had that, but I couldn't do it. Oh, you know, I had like the desire to live better, but I couldn't do it. And same as you, I'd wake up the next morning and be like, "Oh, I did it again." And then you try to recount the events from the night before, and then. I wouldn't know if it was just a dream or if it really happened. And then you realized it really happened. And you're like, oh, you know. And you tell yourself, I'm not, just don't do that again. You know, that's what I would say to myself. Don't drink. I, you know, I'd, I'd go on my binge and then I'd be recovering and I would be so miserable. I'd, sometimes I would have DTs and I would just be like, don't do that again. Don't do that. Get through this hangover and then don't do that again. And then the more the hangover let up, the more my craving would come back, you know. Um, so you have to have hope before you even get into the program. If you have a desire to quit drinking, you have to, that tells, that should tell you that you have hope. There is hope there. And, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about hope. We know of the verse that says faith, hope, and love, you know, and the greatest of these is love. But hope is in there with that. The, some of the greatest forces on earth is in hope is included with that faith. Faith and hope are important in the program, you know? Okay, so so how do you think these guys and gals muster up the hope when they're court-ordered into a program of recovery? I guess their hope is being forced upon them. I guess that whatever gets you there. I've seen some miracles come out of those court-ordered Yeah, I wasn't uh, court-ordered, but I, um, and you know, I narrowly escaped being court-ordered, so I might as well have been. I actually escaped being court ordered for meetings because I never went to any. And then it came down to, uh, I had a, um, uh, I don't know if it was public intoxication because I really wasn't in public. I was in my neighborhood um, right in front of my house. But I um, was arrested for um, you know be drinking outside my house and causing trouble late at night. And... Um, I can't remember. What was I saying right before that? You got arrested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, so then they told me I had I needed to get evaluated and that they would probably assign me to meetings. Well, I thought I was above that. I even tried to tell everyone I called about it. I told them my spiel about how I, I this was a one-time incident, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. This was just a one-time thing. I can relate. And um, so... I avoided going to any meetings. <laughs> I thought because I had I was convinced that I didn't need to go, and I got lucky. I I uh, talked to the lady that I was working with that was assigning me these things, and she she says, "Well, 
since you didn't do that, I have this one last resort you can go to. It's a it's a Saturday class. It's like eight to four. You have to go be there all to, for the full day to get the credit. So basically, I did one giant eight hour meeting. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, and um so and I learned a lot, but um and it was interesting the people in there. I was the only one in there for alcohol. Everyone else was in there for marijuana and other drug charges. I was the only one in there for alcohol. I was like, "Oh my god. I must be a really bad alcoholic if I'm the only alcoholic in a in a recovery class." So, um then I was given an ultimatum by my family um at the time. And um because I lost my family even after I quit drinking, too much had just happened. Too much had gone on, and it just too much chaos. Too hard to repair. It was too many resentments between the two of us. And um, so I called intergroup, and I I uh, found out where the nearest meeting to my house was because I wasn't going to travel very far. To you know, I wasn't. I didn't want to be inconvenienced, so I. I ended up going um, to our our community center here, where some of our meetings are. And when I had, that's where I met you. Right, that's how we met. That's how Dave and I met. I met you. It must have been about seven, eight years ago. And that group is my home group now. Yeah, Um, I remember that. Even though I don't go as often as I should, but um, so 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 you were you were getting arrested. Yeah. You were getting arrested. Your family gave you an ultimatum because of your A little drinking. after that. Not, so, so, not exactly at that instant, so, but not long after that. But you really that. didn't have the full desire to stop drinking at that point. No, point. and I still drink. I, I had to have a beer to get to a meeting. And I would only go Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I would go to meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because that way I could still have my four-day uh, okay, weekend. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Let me ask you this question. What happened as a result of you finding recovery? I fell in love with AA. I loved it. I had moved to Florida, and I I uh, didn't know anyone. And did your life change? It did change, but I met people, and I started to have like a real life underlying, you know, underneath my recovery. You know, it's normal to have friends. It's normal to this, and I had to use the rooms as far as hope goes. I had I I I was really in search of a higher power. You know, I I couldn't find that, and I was angry with God at the time. I didn't see my my full part in. I saw my part, but not my not the full picture. I have another question for you. Have you had a drink today? No, of course not. Very Coffee. Good. <laughs> you know. Coffee. And who do you have to thank for that? Uh, well, God brought all this this program into my life and brought you into my life. So the program of the life I have today, yeah. Has, I finally came back around to God. I finally. And I know this doesn't, I haven't used the word hope very often, but this really is all, it has to do with hope and faith. You have to have faith. You kind of got to use them together. And I had to use AA as my higher power in the beginning. Well, let me tell you about where I found hope. I found hope because, um, you know, when I started coming around, you know, I heard people share their stories and I, I identified with this, with you know, the disease of alcoholism right away. I just didn't understand how the disease worked. Um, But what I found was that there were a lot of people who were becoming very successful after they uh, found recovery. Uh There's a lot of hope there. You know, the people who came before me living good lives, Mm -hmm. living good, clean, honest lives, didn't think people could do that. Mm. I didn't understand that. 
Um, but but that's where I found hope, and I cho- I chose to uh, to go after that, living a good, clean, honest life, you know, and being successful. Uh, I had to understand what success is too. Um, you know, success is not all about money. You know, being rich, uh, being a billionaire, uh, as as I'm finding that, you know, the richest people in the world do have a degree of, I don't know, chaos in their life, evil maybe, um, you know, greed, greed, and yeah, um, greed I found to be one of the seven deadly sins. Um, so you know, so I I had to understand what successful success was. To me, success is my family. You know, having a home and a roof over my house. You know, having gratitude in my heart. Mm-hmm. Staying away from a drink one day at a time, that's success. Staying away from drink mm-hmm. today, that's success. Um, Sounds like you have a lot of gratitude. I do. I have some built up little, you know, uh, spurts of like, you know, I'm kind of pissed off about what's going on in the world. Yeah, it puts you on edge. I can't, I can't change edge. it. Yeah, we've been on edge over I can't it. change it. I can't change what's going on in the world. I don't, I, and I don't want to be a part of it. Um, you know, my... My little fantasy is that the world goes back to the way I was living before all this happened. But you know what? Who likes change? There's going to be some kind of change. I don't know what. I just want to go back to work tomorrow. Right. You know? And I don't want to have to worry about if if, um, people are going to ride in the streets as I'm driving to work. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to tell you about my friend Harry again. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Harry is actually, Harry the cabbie. Harry is the name of my grandfather because my grandfather was a cabbie in New York City. Okay, I named my car Harry. Um, and what what's happened is, uh, you know, right now, you know, as uh, you know, I am actually been doing a lot of Uber driving. And I came up with this idea of Harry the cabbie. I named my car Harry because my like I said, my grandfather was a cabbie in New York City, and here I am Ubering, and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm doing what my grandfather did, you know, um, and I have picked up some really, really outrageous, uh, really uh, intelligent, uh, and some ignorant people. And they share their stories with me. You know, I, I start off the same way. You know, I picked them up. We, I, I ask them what their name is. I tell them what mine is. And I ask them how their day's going. And they usually tell me. You know, uh, I'm going to say eight out of ten people tell me everything that's going on as soon as I say, how's your day going? There's a couple that don't really say much. But the majority of them tell me their stories and their story about and what, how they feel about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, COVID, uh, riots, protesting, Black Lives Matter, I, I hear it. Um, I hear people tell me about their business, their work, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, there's a story in every person I meet. Some of them I write them, I write them down. Yeah. You know, so so the concept of Harry the Cabbie, I know I put in a little post on Facebook introducing Harry the Cabbie. Harry the Cabbie is a concept based on stories that I hear from 
from uh, people as I as I drive them to where they're going. You know, a lot of them are going to work. Some people are going to the airport. Some people are going to rent a car. Right. Some people are picking up their mm-hmm. uh, they're picking up their car from the shop. Um, some people I picked up just one lady. She was Chinese food hopping. I thought that was great. Her and her son. I picked them up at the China Walk. And they went to Hunan Village. <laughs> I said, "What are you, are you, you Chinese uh, restaurant hopping?" They said, "We are. We're going from Chinese restaurant to Chinese fun. restaurant." Oh, that's fun. Because they they were they, they really had not much to do. They don't have a car. Yeah. Actually, I picked them up three days in a row. <laughs> and one day I picked them up at the, I drove them to a rent a car place, and I picked them up the following day. And I said, "What happened to the rent a car?" <laughs> they said they used it just for the one day. Oh. It's pretty interesting what's going, what what people do, um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, um, you know. So I have a lot of stories, and you know, I was going to introduce the stories this week, but so much has been going on. Yeah. So we're going to save that for another episode. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're actually thinking about doing a skip for Harry the uh, cabbie. Um, I got some great ideas. Um, I got some great stories. Um, you know, and. Not only on top of that, is every day I pick up at least one person in recovery. How to, how to go figure? Um, I've twelve stepped two people in the last week, um, and this one guy, you know, these two. I picked up these two guys that were suffering from addiction, and they told me, and they told me recover. Uh, they told me treatment didn't work. One guy would wouldn't. He kept on talking and talking and talking. And I was talking, sharing some of my own experience, and the other guy was listening. And I asked him, I said, do you want to stop? He said, yes, I want to stop. You know? Yeah, you should get some literature in the car. I met this guy. I picked up this guy uh, younger than me, retired cop from my area of New York. He was an Arge Lee cop, retired, just moved down to Florida, left his family in New York, bought a condo in Palm City. And he said how much he loved Florida. He goes, this is paradise. I said, oh, isn't it? I said, go down to the Stewart Beaches, man. You'll really fall in love. I told him mm-hmm. what beaches yeah. to go to. And so uh, he was telling me it's beautiful, how much he loved it. He's not going back to New York, even though he still has a home in New York. He still has his uh, his family in New York, but he's not going back. And he goes, life is great if I could only stop drinking. Oh. That's what he said yeah. to me. I said, if you could At only stop drinking. At least he sees it. I, well, yeah, life is great if mm-hmm. we could only stop drinking. So I said, you know, I quit drinking 25 years ago. And he, you know, his eyes perked up. I saw the tone of his voice. He goes, wow, good for you. How'd you do it? Uh-huh. And I told him. He changed the subject. Uh-huh. Because it was probably, you to, know, I was the same sense, way. Yeah, it hit, a, it hit a spot with him. It hit a spot. He didn't but want, he, he, he didn't want to go there. He could have gone to a meeting. I planted the seed. You could, he could have been to a meeting since then. You could have planted it. He could, he could have been have, to or, meetings or before least, he moved to Florida. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Don't know. But all I know is I planted the seed. You know? Okay. So, so that's, 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 that's what's been going on. You know, I picked up a guy at, um, in the middle of, uh, in the turnpike, at the turnpike service plaza. Um, he just got out of treatment. He had two months clean and sober. And uh, he was on his way to uh, another treatment center in Orlando. I found that was great. We had a great talk because we talked about, you know, what's inside the big book. And uh, he 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 saw some hope in what what I was what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it was great for me, you know, 
uh, one man helping another man, you know? Um, right. It really was. Good deal. Okay. Yeah. So, you know All what? Right, yeah. Now, Frankie and Val, I, I just got a phone call from them, uh, actually a text <laughs> message. Um, they're not coming over today. Oh, that's too bad. It's too bad. Okay, um, well, we'll have to catch them what, next time. We'll, well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll play um, the last, uh, the first episode that we recorded with them. Okay. All right, we'll do Sounds that good. right after that. All right, so Mary, do you have anything today? No, I think we're, it's time to wrap up the show. Um, we want to, is there any last thoughts you have? You know what? Um, if you hadn't had a drink today, thank yourself and your higher power. That's right. Um, you know, don't drink, go to meetings. You know, they always say that. And, uh, you know, if you're living a good life, keep living that good life. Don't go backwards. You know, always keep moving forward. You know, uh, 25 years I've been clean and sober. And, you know, we're, we're hitting these times. But you know what? I choose to keep going forward. I just want to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I want. And, you know, I, I need to do other things to, to, to keep my, uh, my life going on, on, this, on this really good path that I'm on. So that's all I got, Mary. Okay. Very good, Dave. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Right now we're going to check in on Valerie and Frank, a sober married couple who've decided to go vegan. Isn't this incredible, Frankie? We've been both vegan. I can't believe we've actually gone vegan. Babe, please, I'm starving. Come on, have some more salad. Salad? Yeah, you need to eat more plant foods, vegetables, fruits. I'm starving, babe, all right? I feel like I've been eating leaves all day. Frankie, stop it. It's only been three days. Three days, that's all? Yeah. Hasn't it been a week already? I feel like I'm breaking some sort of record. Well, I'm proud of you. You're going to live a longer life. In misery. What? I gotta tell you, I'm ready to grab my bow and arrow and shoot some, down some birds in the backyard. That's horrible. Tell me you're joking. I'm hungry. I've been eating salad that don't even look like salad. It's leaves. It's baby spinach. Great. Baby spinach looks like baby tree leaves. What's next? Going outside and eating dirt? Frankie, you have no discipline. Discipline? I've been an entire week with... Three days! That's a week if you're Italian, and I feel like I'm shriveling up. Shriveling? What's a shrivel? Shrivel. I feel like I'm shriveling, getting smaller. You mean shriveling. Same thing. Well, I'm most happy we're vegan, Frankie. It's the most amazing thing. I already feel light and healthy, and I already am getting a glowing complexion. You too, Frankie. You're starting to get those rosy cheeks. Rosy cheeks? What rosy cheeks? You sure that's not heart failure? No, you look more vibrant. You don't feel like it? Honestly, don't you feel like you have more energy? I need to eat more protein to have strength. Let me get more of those chicken peas then. It's called chickpeas, Frankie. Not chicken peas. It compensates for protein. You know, I can't believe how you go on. That's because you've been given horrible food to eat your whole life. No, it's because I've eaten meals where I've actually used a knife. You don't have to go vegan with me, Frankie. 
I can do it myself. I just wish there were more options, Val. We go to the store and it's not even on aisle. It's on shelf. One whole shelf out of an entire supermarket for vegan. And it's all stuff that looks like it belongs on a late night informational. Oh, stop, Frankie. Come on, the options are limited. Yesterday we ate what looked like hot dogs, but tasted like inflated rubber bands. Then you talk, take coffee away from me and have me on this green tea. It's polluting your brain. I'm in each coffee. I love coffee, and I won't stop drinking it. This green tea shit is going too far. I need steak and pasta and meatballs and cheese and... Pasta! You can have gluten-free pasta. What's that? I never heard that brand. I only know Ronjoni. It's not a brand, Frankie. It's a kind of food. Okay, look. Coffee and pasta, it's all I want. I'll stop eating meat, all right. I'll climb trees and eat leaves. But I need my pasta and I need my coffee. Otherwise, I'll kill someone. All right, Frankie. Deal.